Here we are. So, hi, uh, it's uh, Howie Mandel does stuff. I'm Howie Mandel. I'm Jacqueline Schultz. Hello, I'm Lou. <laughs> Try that one more time. Hello, I'm Lou. Good, more of a like more of a like a lower like more of a broadcasty. Hello, this is Lou. Wow. Okay, so we're all here today, and um, <laughs> we were supposed to have a guest. We're supposed to have a guest. Yes, we were. Okay, and I'm noticing, not that, Lou, you're a guest. I am, you're in a guest, some ways. In, but in this some... is a party where only Lou showed up. Yes, well, <laughs> aren't they lucky? <laughs> but anyway. Uh, well, we listened to the audience, and that's what they've been asking for. Well, so. Sure they have. More I'm Lou, going. just More Lou. Lou. Mm. More Lou? More Lou, and I can't, from you know, the, from the Based on the comments, that's <laughs> I think that's what we're getting. I think yeah. that's the essence of what they're saying. You read some comments last week. I and, read them last week. We got yeah. answers to some of the comments that you read. Oh, I'd love to hear them. No, no, you don't. Yes, no, you no. You Before know, we get to the okay, go ahead. You can go. I ahead. found the ham in the burlap. That was the most common statement in the 1700s. I found the ham in the burlap. Yeah. In the 1700s, you heard that almost every day. Wow. You know what I, I love about this show is it's kind of like educational along with being entertaining. Like that, you, you think that that's nothing, right? But I would imagine millions of people in the next few weeks, when they're attending parties, will use that piece of information or as a, a you know, uh, what do you call it when a, a conversation starter? Yeah, yeah. You know, I like to. Here's a tip for people because in case they or are to looking, hit on people, huh? You think that's a good opening line? Yeah. I, I've been married for so many years, and yeah. I have I not. Tell Alex. Alex is always looking for good opening lines. Alex, on the ham yeah. and the burlap. Alex, you're still yeah. single. Yes. Did you hear that line? I, I I've never used it. I just I just heard. No, but let me hear just. Uh, and Caroline is standing right there. I know this is just a, 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 a pretend. But you're at a bar or you're someplace. You're at a club. You see a, a beautiful young lady there with the red hair, and you say, "Hi." <laughs> and then I say, "Bye." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm still single. No, use the use loose line. See oh. if it works. What was it again? I forgot. I found the ham in the burlap. I'm gonna find my ham in your burlap. <laughs> no, oh. no, goodbye. Oh. Now oh. say bye. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. All right. And also a tip for people that you know, if you have a gift you want to give. Somebody. That's why pronouns are so important now. Is is why? your in your as opposed to okay go ahead go ahead no Luke. no you go ahead no you okay i'm giving a tip to the folks out there and this could work for any holiday or birthday to make a homemade gift is really the best kind of gift and for example last christmas i made homemade zippers and people really really appreciate them i yeah. actually would appreciate that because i was going to wear other shoes today and my zippers were broken so now i had to throw away those shoes well they don't fit anything, wait a second can i just say something yeah <laughs> You're so spoiled. The zipper was broken. I can't zip it up. How am I supposed to use the shoes? You go to a shoe repair. They were they were cheap shoes. Shoe repair is even cheaper. I bet you no. I got them on Amazon for like fourteen dollars. Okay. I bet you would cost okay. more money. Call uh, Caroline. Get me a number right now to a local shoe repair. I want right. to know. I want to find out how much zipper replacement is on a shoe or a boot. Okay, one second. And right, while you're get, doing that, well, yeah, go ahead. I want to say that that I could have been a narcissistic, sociopathic, psychopath. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Okay. 
Okay. So, and I also have some announcements, audience, <laughs> the lovely people of Croatia and, and Lebanon and uh, Trinidad. Merch is up. Really? Yeah. All right. I didn't know this. I'm t- I know. This is that is what an- this is? Uh, yeah. Look at that. That's a mug. But, but wait, let me make the announcement again. Is there a, do we have like a, Merch make music? like a, the trombone sound or the, the, the very dramatic. No. It's no. not a good one. No. no. Unless I say something. Yeah. That one's okay. That's not. Okay, that's it. Our <laughs> merch is here. Woo! Woo! Here are the crickets. We have the mug. Show the mug. Do stuff. Yeah. All right. Oh, because when you have your coffee, you automatically feel when you're energized. Caffeinated. caffeinated. Yeah. You'll do will, stuff. You You'll will do, do stuff. stuff. And that's what everybody needs to do all day. Yeah. Okay? Okay. And then we have shirts. And uh, to match your your mug, uh-huh. we have the do stuff shirts. Love Wait, it. Wait, Alex, did you Love make that? It. Alex, did you make that? No. No. I did. No. Wait, wait, wait. First, you say Alex. <laughs> because did you- I did make a whole merch store that we never even used or announced, and it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was something different. This what? You didn't. You didn't tell me that. I have a whole merch store. You do a whole. Go look at it. Wait, well, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> I told you, and then you guys <laughs> go to JackieSchultz.com. Oh, well, that's not. <laughs> no, because I was trying to get him to change it over to Howie Mandel. I just happened to have that domain. You gotta tell us. Look, go oh. down. Go. Oh, go down. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Event stuff. So we'll sell stuff. that stuff too. <laughs> No, it's stuff. okay. Show, show us your stuff. No, this just is good, too. Events. Can we sell this stuff, too? Sure. Just, yeah. no, it's okay. Alex, just, anything you want. Yeah. So, anyway, we have stuff. Let's move that <laughs> over to our site. We'll figure it out. Anyways, go on. Okay. Show them what so else we have. Have, Well, look at those. That's pretty cool. You put those up, the event stuff and that stuff. And that way you can you can say do stuff, or you could just put stuff on the front and the back. Nice So, stuff. we have that, do stuff, right? Yeah. T-shirt there. Nice stuff. Yeah. And then we have the, did you mention the mug? Yeah, there's do stuff mug. We already said that. Oh, they, they come in different colors. The do stuff. Shirt. What do you do to get this stuff? Oh. You click on stuff, right? It's a lot you of stuff. You can find it all at howiemandel.com. That's better than jackiejones.com. <laughs> well, how would people know? I asked to switch it over. Did you notice that nobody heard you and nobody did it? Last week who, when you who were- Who did you ask? You guys, when you were talking about what to put you on the merch- can't say you guys, you gotta go specifically. You and Alex were both standing there about what to put on the merch. Let's and not I said, fight, we are on the air. No <laughs> Let's not, we have to get along. <laughs> Your right. family. Whatever. And then there's this one too. Oh, I don't have that, that's good. This is the official merch for Howie Mandel's podcast, Howie Mandel Does Stuff with his daughter, Jacqueline Schultz. That's, That's my winner. favorite. That's a winner. That's my favorite. You should put Ann Lou on the back. Well, no, this is perfect for now. You don't want to <laughs> not sell them. Okay. <laughs> no, that's good. And, yeah. and uh, maybe we'll make them. Uh, anyway, so those there's merch. Go get some merch. Take pictures of yourself with the merch. What are you laughing at? What is going on, Alex? What are you laughing at? Is that laugh or Can is you, it? What? Do you wear in Portugal? Did you spell you something wrong? Something? Just hold up the shirt again. Did you spell something wrong? <laughs> Did I? No, it's just uh, punctuation's important. Turn it around. So I wait, wait, it. no, I want to see this. There's no punctuation. I know. This so you, it just epi- says how Mandel does stuff with his daughter, Jacqueline Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people could take it the wrong way. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Uh, everybody's laughing but me. 
But anyway, that's on the merch store right I want now. A, I want a shirt with a chip bag that has a picture of Lou on it. Yeah. Hey, do you do you wear in but Portugal? We could do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with a chip bag. But if you uh, purchase, I want to say to the people at home first a minute, if you purchase any of the merch, what you will do is take a picture of yourself uh, in the merch, and we will feature it on the podcast and on my socials and you things like that. You repost on your Twitter. Hmm? People are always trying to get on your Twitter. You can repost it on your Twitter. We could do it on Twitter too. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and we, how I'm about full my, of ideas. MySpace. No. Twitter's not weird. Twitter's not the no, same I'm on, as MySpace. No, I'm on Twitter. I'm on, t- uh, I'm on Twitter. Yeah. Did you, does the show air in Portugal? I don't know. Jeremy? Everywhere. Jeremy? Everywhere. Because I, yes. somebody came up to me the other day and told me that my name in Portuguese is pronounced Herman. <laughs> Is that real? Oh, okay. So here we're gonna. I'm gonna call the uh, the shoe repair. Okay. I wanna. I wanna know, like my spoiled daughter. It's not spoiled. Yeah, it is. Is it spoiled? I think it is. Oh, I think if you have a pair of shoes and you break a zipper and you throw out shoes. First of all, I've had them for like five years. No, that's not oh, spoiled. Sure, yeah, hi. Uh, I want to ask you a question. If I had a pair of shoes or a pair of boots and the zipper broke on the shoes or the boots, just roughly, I'm not asking you to stick to it, how much does it cost to repair a zipper on a shoe? Uh, how, how big is the zipper? How long is the zipper? We use different prices, yeah. How long I is your zipper? So inches? size doesn't matter. Six, six inches? inches? Yeah. The average. <laughs> six inches. Six inches. What color is it? Silver. Silver? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that metal or, or, or plastic? Metal. I don't know. We have the same kind of zipper. You need to bring it in. We need to see. But so roughly, I'm just asking roughly what kind of cost. I'm just deciding whether it's worthy to, it, worth to throw out the shoe or replace the zipper. So just tell me in the ballpark. Okay, that's that's about about twenty eight dollars. Thank, thank you. Can I ask him a quick question? Because I can you talk to Lou for a second, yeah, sir? I I uh, I make homemade zippers. Yeah. Just wanted you to know. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. Bye. Sure, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. I used to have to teach my kindergartners the difference between a question and a statement <laughs> <laughs> when I was teaching. <laughs> It's only the tone on the last word, isn't it? You just either you go up on the last word. Well, you know what I saw the other day? A pair whatever you were looking at. A pair of cat's pajamas Uh that had bees' knees. They were fucking awesome. Yeah. Anybody who was born in the twenties will be laughing now (laughs) at that joke. So you see, he's moved from the seventeen hundreds with his uh, burlap and ham. Really working my way. And if you continue to listen to to this podcast by in two years from now, uh, that episode he'll be talking about the er this century earlier this century. So tell me, wait, wait. Can we just come to a conclusion? I bought these shoes, I think, on Amazon for less than $20 five years ago. Do you think I should bring it in to replace a zipper for roughly $30? No. Kyle, Kyle says, says yes. yes. No, I <laughs> no. say no. No, why? You're spoiled too, Caroline. I say no. So no. Get yourself a new I don't think you throw out shoes. Here's what I would do. I would even spend... Here's what I would do. I know you don't think so. I've seen your closet. I know. I don't throw anything. <laughs> you don't throw out anything. No, but here's what I would do. Yeah. If the zipper was broken, I would go spend $28, fix the zipper, uh-huh. and give it to a homeless person on the street. Ah, but no, well, no, you don't think of anybody but yourself. That's a good way to take They're care heels. Of right. And-, and homeless people don't wear heels. That's right. They wear... Listen, they wear long hair and beards because I think that's the style for them. 
If you, you know, they're all wearing the long hair and beard look. I don't know how to even respond to that. Nobody does. No. Well, you, let me just say this. Oh no. Uh, I want to bring something into the 21st century. And you know, I write movies. I write mm. a lot of movies. And I just finished uh, uh, coming up with a new idea for a movie. And it's about a, a guy, and he's invisible. And the difference is that this guy, he's bald. It's called the Invisible Bald Man. So it's got a little bit of a hook because he's a right because the Invisible Man originally had hair. Yeah, this is the Invisible Bald Man. So it's a visible, uh, a visible man with an invisible hairline. He's invisible and bald. That's my point. That's why it's different. Right. You got to be different. That is good. You see why we need guests on the show? And I have a new band. Okay. You have a new band? Yeah. I'm call, it's Do we called... really not have a guest today? I'm going to go. Oh, I, I will. I will. You regret <laughs> So here's what I'm going to do. You, honestly, here's what we should do. Next door in the studio, that's where they shoot ridiculousness. And I've never met Rob Deerdick in my life, but I Rob love Deirdre. the guy. What? Love him. Yes. What's your favorite uh, thing that he's done? <laughs> he <right>? does this <laughs> thing called uh, Absolutely Ridiculous. Nope. <laughs> I could tell you. You know you that show that ridiculousness is on every night over and over and over again. I feel like it's the most syndicated show on MTV. No, it I think it's a, it, it, he owns MTV at this point. Yeah, but anyway, they they shoot next door. In oh. fact, you have been on. Uh, uh, they showed a clip of Alex, our your brothers, mm -hmm. when he dropped the balloon from the. Uh, is that the clip? Yeah. Yeah, and with Kobe, yeah. Kobe was on it and commented. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and uh, we could show that clip now. <laughs> he got so much hate for that. Send it to you. Okay. All right. He got so much hate for that clip too. Mm. Yeah, you did dropping it, and yet you continued to post it. Bob Bedenek, don't you? What? Bob Bedenek got a lot of hate for that. Who's Bob Bedenek? The guy you're gonna interview. <laughs> You know what? I was going to send you to go ask Rob if he wants to be on the show. Rob, okay, Rob. But I'm not going to send you. I'm going to go myself. We can capture it. Uh, Seth, does anybody have an iPhone? You can go follow me. Does anybody have an iPhone? Dumbest Speaking of iPhones for a minute, yeah. Alex had a party the other day at, mm -hmm. at, in Marina del Rey. Mm -hmm. And one of the girls at the party fell in the water. Wow. That's the ocean. Yes. And lost her iPhone. Wow. This is not a joke. I was there the next morning. Tragic. Well, they hired a diver because she lost her wallet too. They hired a diver to go to the bottom of Marina del Rey, uh, of, of the marina, and try to find her wallet and her phone and her keys and her lipstick. Wow. He found it all. This is the next morning. Yeah. The phone still worked. Uh, there's still a quarter. I dropped a quarter. <laughs> A penny. I found the you found the quarter? I found two quarters. Okay. And I also dropped um, my toothpick. Oh, there it is. Is that the quarter you found? Thank you. Thank you. Wow, the, the lipstick. That's my question because. Yes, but now it's a shade. It used to be red, but now it's got a little bit of sea lion shit brown <laughs> tone added onto that. So the, the, the iPhone is a phone that apparently you could also use. Underwater is what you're saying. Have you ever been underwater and thought, oh, you know who I should call? <laughs> I need to make a, a phone lifeguard. Call. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the 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 thing that I'm I'm thinking, if they're taping right next door, we could just walk down the street unannounced and ask, if nothing else, he'll tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> Which right? Which might be good too. <laughs> Either way, this is exciting. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask us to get up from here. And will you guys start your phone, follow me down the street, and let's see if Rob Deerdick will be. Ah, Deerdick. What? Deerdick. Deerdick. It's a... Bob. Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. You don't know who this is. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I love him. He's oh. one of my favorites. Well, good luck getting that guy. Yeah. <laughs> who? Who? The guy from Ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's a ridiculous idea. Who's your favorite doing? person on MTV? Uh, f- oh, you know the the one I really He's like. Say Carson Daly <laughs> is is um, uh, Spooky. The name is Spooky. That's the nickname. I I Spooky Johnson. Spooky Johnson. Yeah, Spooky Johnson. And uh, Spooky is very scary guy. I, I, so knowing that and knowing that you're such a fan of Spooky Johnson's, right, right. when we go next door and we talk to Rob, if he's willing to do the show, we'll ask him to get a Spooky Johnson autograph for you. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, follow me if you will. Okay. Let's go. I'll see. Because you don't, a lot of people will book guests through agents and stuff. I go door to door. That's the beauty of me. The thing is I'm doing a show next door. I don't have a guest, so I'm trying to get Rob to come next door and do do my podcast. I love Rob. You know, this is ridiculousness that he's taping here, and the fact that I don't have a guest and I just go next door and say, will you be on the podcast is ridiculous. Can you hear him? He's, yeah. got, he's got him on the walkie-talkie. Howie Mandel. I heard them. Now they're saying it there. Yeah. Hi. Howie Mandel. Hi, Is Rob here? What's up? Uh, yeah, we're in the middle of filming. Oh, you're in the middle of filming. What's going on? I'm doing a podcast. Oh, you're doing a podcast? Yeah. Right on. Over there. Does he have a couple minutes? Uh, I'll see what I can do. Uh, what Say that again. I can't hear you. There's a jet. You're doing a podcast right now? I'm doing a podcast right now. Yeah. So you know Rob personally? <laughs> yeah, we're really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Howie Mandel. Hey, buddy. Howie. I'm a huge fan of you, buddy. Well, how do you know? How are you here? Well, I, right next door, I do a podcast. This is my son, Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hey. Hello. I'm doing a podcast, and I don't have a booker. Like, I don't have, I didn't hire anybody. I don't have a yeah, step. I doesn't have a booker. I got nothing. You want to come next door and do a podcast? I mean, did you know we were on lunch? No. No? So bring, bring us a sandwich or something. You want to come? Yeah, I'll do oh, it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Come on. So it's just yeah. a. You have a minute? Yeah, I guess. All I right. Whatever you, have, whatever. Tell them to call you. I don't care how long. Do I come? Wow. I'm gonna roll with Howie for a bit. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Man, it smells like weed in here, Howie. You didn't bring weed, did you? That's ridiculousness. <laughs> whatever we want to go. Yeah. Hi. That's great. That's great. Hello. <laughs> Oh, you're part of the show. Yeah. The show already started. This is Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel does stuff, and you are. Tell him on the mic. This is Jack Schultz. And that's my buddy Lou, by the way. Hello. How are you, Lou? How are you? Really good. Okay, man. and and this is everybody knows Rob Deerdick. Who who, who I. Yeah. Well, because we're running and gunning. I just went next door because somebody said we don't have a guest today uh-huh. they always say that yeah and i said well did anybody phone anybody and they said nobody phoned anybody and then they said well you know he tapes uh ridiculousness right next door so as luck would have it 
<laughs> and it wasn't enough just to have your daughter with you. You had to go get a guest. Oh, you're jealous of the guest? <laughs> a little look. jealous. You know what? I got to tell you something, Rob, before we get talking. You guys are lucky. She was on your show. We should show that clip, Jeremy. You oh, don't man. know. Yeah, she, tell me. At her thing. wedding, at her wedding. To the young Mr. Schultz. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, she uh, drank a lot. Ah. And she was uh, puking. In the do you you, you guys and then, was that up, real the, or was the that video fake? from ridiculousness? No, it was real. Real, it was real. Real, God, real. Man, so you do ridiculousness. So um, is that the one? Who who was the guest on that one? So that he can look up the episode. Alex was on it too. You feel better? What the what 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 did you do tonight? Alex, you can't leave me out. You're, you're the bride, right? Yeah, and talk about how beautiful tonight was. I have urine all over my chin. Okay. He don't even love her. He ain't holding her hair. He ain't lifting her f***ing seat no. up. No. I gonna be divorced in no time. I'll tell you what I will do is I will film you, okay? So that you can understand how you ruined my wedding. Alex was on it. God, man. I love you, Man, Rob. you're making... You're, family look, this, puke session is what look, I'm hearing. No, uh, she threw up in the bridal suite after the... the. And you made fun of the fact that we were videotaping it. She called me. Uh -huh. She got married. <laughs> they went off to their room after the wedding. And then her husband called me and said, uh, Howie, you got to get back. I mean, I've just given away the bride. Don't <laughs> give them back. Don't, this is no returns on this. Oh, and, man. And, uh, and then uh, he, he said she's sick. And we had to hold her hair while she was puking which nothing is great. makes you puke like puke that's hey this is a very very true statement very okay true statement. but this guy <laughs> you are the king of uh clip shows Sorry. yeah who would have thought you know what I mean? Who, who would have thought, thought you could create a a legacy of clip shows but here's the thing I didn't realize until the walk over here mm -hmm. Rob has an amazing life philosophy that's correct as far as how you compartmentalize your work he i said to him Tell this me. well this is great first of all in the greeting he went i'm living the fucking dream so here's mm. a guy okay. that appreciates it and doesn't take it for granted right. you want to tell me the philosophy that you have well, well look you know number one i live an extraordinary life um let me but but on all levels right and it's because i have complete harmony in all the systems that integrate in my life right because your life is basically made up of all these systems and i have essentially mastered time energy and capacity right and so part of that is really designing the life that you want to live and growing into becoming the ideal version of yourself and that's really what i've done now television is what people would know mainly know me for from the mainstream point of view but it's a side hustle um and i do shoot 250 episodes a year i did build and sell a production company uh for a significant amount of money as part of you know my true passion which is building and selling businesses where i've built and sold uh since 2016 19 businesses sold six of them right it's my true passion wait you've built 19 businesses that's correct what are the and, different businesses uh i have a plant-based snack food company called outstanding foods that does a pigless pork rind i have I a food. I look you would love the pigless pork rind it's called pig out with Bay the Pig, you would love it. Mind Right, Nootropic Superfood, Luso Cloud, Comfort Footwear, Black Feather Whiskey. Wish. Are those your own? No, that's a Nike. No, that's this is a Nike Presto. This is a Nike Is that a collab? Presto. No, just for fun. But you have your own shoe company. Yeah, I or do. Or you sold I it. Do. No, no, no. I'm just in the middle of building that. It's our it's our beauty. Looked at the marketplace, the $3.5 billion in market sales between Clark's, um, or between Uggs, 
uh, Crocs and Birkenstock and said, hey, I could make a nicer luxury version that's just as ugly. Oh. And I built Lu- <laughs> Luso Cloud. That's one of the big ones that we sold. So you've sold how many companies? Sold six, a little over 500 million since we launched uh, wow. in 2016. And, and the idea is I built a system to curate ideas, individuals, and build it into profitable, sustainable, acquirable businesses. That's what I do most of my time. Again, I track everything I do every single day. Did and you I, study business? I did not. I quit high school at 16 years old, you know, like you. Um, and I had to learn this the hard way. I learned this by losing millions of dollars in trial and error of building many companies. But apparently you had millions to lose. So I did. Man, I tell you what. I Did I, you grow I, up with money? I did not. I, I grew up with nothing and where are you from? From Dayton, Ohio. Right. You know, but I was raised by entrepreneur wolves, right? I the the young kids that I hung out with had started companies in their teen in their teen years. So skateboarding wasn't your first thing. It was it was skateboarding was my first outlet because I befriended a serial entrepreneur who owned the local skate shop. Then I started being around pros and other things and got really good and then I turned pro and quit high school at sixteen. But I digress. Okay. And where I track every bit of time in my day and I live this beautiful balanced life where I spend, you know, 30% sleeping, 10% on my health, 30% with my wife and kids and friends, right? Then I work 30%. And so when you're managing your capacity, you have two options. You uh, either hire somebody, do less, or you automate it. So I built this incredible, highly automated existence that allows me to do a significant amount of things with least amount of effort, right? And that's where I've automated ridiculousness in a way to to produce and shoot 250 episodes a year. It takes 4% of my total time, right? Wait, 250 episodes takes 4%? That's right. that's right. And, and, so, and that's probably the thing that people know you, at least in America, know you most for. Well, I would say it's what people mostly know me for, period, just because, you know, you, it's 60, 70 percent of the entire network. I've been on the network for 15 years. Have you, you been know? asked to be on Shark Tank? Because you seem like the, I, you uh, know, I, they, the Mark Cuban of the yeah, I think younger they've, generation. They've dabbled with the, all those different, you know, they try to get me on all the different different sort of things. But again, I'm not like a TV host. They try to get me to host network shows and different things. I did shoot a business pilot for uh, NBC that was going to be one of my uh, bigger sort of integrated marketing like hero stories, but the pilot didn't get picked up. It didn't have the heart of Shark Tank. Right. Uh, it was I was too focused on making the brilliant back-end business side of it. Uh, but yeah, I'm I to me, it's still... You've been talking to me for, what, three minutes now? Yeah. yeah. And I am so so bowled over by uh, you are not who I thought you were. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you are so much more than I thought. I you also were. saw I noticed that you have a business where you're looking for entrepreneurs, kind of like Shark Tank, right, where you right. facilitate their business ideas and help them grow. Yeah. Like them. on my podcast, I have people that pitch me business ideas and I yeah. give them advice in both life strategy and business strategy. But my, you know, I call it the main my venture studio it's a venture creation studio where i only build businesses from the idea stage so i let people pitch me ideas um because that's where i like to create let's make the name let's build the business i and got I, an idea what do you got can you lend me 11 bucks i could lend you every <laughs> bit of money i have only i don't have a wallet on me <laughs> i don't have a wallet on me right now i feel like he's exactly like you in the sense <laughs> no, where you, you are so you, i gotta tell you and i'm not saying this because we're on the podcast i'm not yeah. saying this because i'm a fan you, uh, you are 
fucking blowing me away at this yeah. moment. And Holy I live. Slim, I'm proud of this that your family's all around you this entire time too. It makes me very happy. Well, because, I was going to say that go too because I notice when I watch your shows, and I don't know you at all, but I've watched your shows a lot, and I see that you employ and you work with mostly family members and really, really close friends, right? Like, so you try to help them out, and all your businesses you employ. Was it your cousin? Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, that's the wrong image. Is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> is it? He, you know what I mean? He's talking about being entrepreneurial. Look, nepotism is not the key look, look, to success. My cousin is his own beast, like, and built a you know, $50, 60000000 million company, like, uh, and built a new one that's worth a, uh, over $100 million now. What, what is I that? own none of it. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, oh, fuck but, him. Uh, fuck him. But he makes me so proud. When I say What is the family, $100 million business? Uh, he had built Young and Reckless Clothing, and then he, he built uh, a, a game called Winners. We are not really strangers a card game with his with his girlfriend right another really successful blowing up card game you're missing Uh, the e in winners we are not really strangers winners is it's the kids, man. I didn't do it. It's these kids. You know what I mean? That Gen Z. I'm just saying, you know that Gen Z. You know. I also me and you, we're from the same era. We put all the let. We put all the vowels in there. You know what I mean? I would love to work with you in some way. Yeah. In some look, capacity. Yeah. I love uh, being. Uh, on, I'm much more entrepreneurial than I am uh, creative. Yeah. Uh, and I love. You know, um, my uh, background is in retail and real estate, mm-hmm. and I do this. Mm-hmm. And you called it a side hustle. It is a side hustle. And I work with my family. I'm not as, um, um, you're very um, specific on the percentages yeah. of time and things like you've got, I'm not that mathematical. I didn't work it out, but I love working and I love family. And we felt we found ways to spend time, that percentage that you spend with your family. I could spend yeah. time with my family, but at the same time, I could be creative and entrepreneurial so we can all work yeah, together. Yeah, and it's aspirational too, right? My kids are four and five, right? So it's like you when I... Four and five. Well, it goes like uh, that. Enjoy it, buddy. Yeah, you know, and it's like when I think about like when you get to this level of when you're, your goal was to master time, energy, and capacity, right? Capacity was the thing that I had to really learn because at the end of the day, you just have the same amount of time every day and your life ends up in these rhythms, right? And how right. you... How you create those rhythms and then over time optimize the time that you actually have all leads to the highest quality of life, right? And being able to spend time with your your family and really for me, it's chase energy. How do I go from thing to thing to thing that I enjoy and is fulfilling and then either hire or automate the things that draw energy from me, right? So you end up when I say I live an amazing life, it's, it's not a, a I'm just a positive guy. Uh, I am overwhelmed with like, how did I, how is this my life on like a daily basis? Do I know? not always say this? I'm always standing back and going, and, but here's another perspective. It's, it's, it's not as positive. It's just like, there doesn't seem to be enough time. I'm about to be yeah. 66 this year. Yeah. And I remember my twenties like it was yesterday. And I feel like, and I have a tendency to kind of look back and go, I wasted that fucking emotion. Yeah. And I wasted that time when I could have been doing something. For the most part, I have chased things that I've li- liked and have been fulfilling and, uh, you know, have had some success. But um, if, I ha- if I can impart anything, it is about time. Time is our currency. 
It really is. If you have the time and you could figure out how to make that time, that dollar, inflate that dollar, inflate that moment, make that 250 episodes of ridiculousness, only 4% of your time, that sounds like almost impossible, but it's amazing that you're able to do that. But think if you did, used 8% of your time, you could have like 300,000, right? Or three, how many do you do a year? 250. 250. <laughs> you could do like 325. If Look, he's our, he's, our, he's our show mathematician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look. And also, I want to say I have an entrepreneurial, uh, you know, spirit, spirit, right? And I have, I have uh, uh, many personalities. And just now, I was informed that one of them is for sale. <laughs> okay what's the value what is the going rate for one of your personalities 11 bucks oh 11. man he just i needs wish that i had 11. a wallet i wish to. i had a wallet so, can i ask you something just sure. as a parent from a parent yeah. to a parent so what are you going to do to make sure that your kids also grow up with that same knowledge entrepreneurial entrepreneurial or or just a, the appreciation <laughs> for maybe achieving something and not wasting too much time and feeling it seems like every element of what you're doing is is geared toward the positive yeah, but but think about it. Like I've when you begin, there is no regret inside cr mastering time, right? Because time begins to slow down, and you're setting intentions and achieving those intentions with purpose. You're growing into life as you've envisioned it, right? So you're it's very rewarding, fulfilling, and it goes at a much slower pace. Well, the difference between you and most people you talk to, most people are looking external. You're saying you're growing into the life you deserve. If you ask anybody where they are now and they're not happy with what's happening and what's surrounding them, they're always blaming external forces, right? Correct. Ah, the government, you know, my boss, the industry, they're fucking with me. It's never yeah, about and, you. And I think the the key is you understand that it all comes from within you. Yeah, and again, it's it's the harmony with own in your own personal systems, your habits, your way of living, your relationships, all these things that make up all of these moving parts that make up who you are, right? And so how do I instill that in my children? And first of all, it's like um super present, right? In, in my children's life, I, I've never not gone to a doctor's appointment. I take them to school every single day except for on the days that I shoot. But um, get them up from nap, take them all. It's like the experience um, of what it is from me as a father is there at, at all times, right? But then I'm only trying to instill the core value of the cycle of learning and how special learning is, right? And this, this is all the way to my five-year-old son learning to fix the toilet, right? Where at first I'm like, this is learning. This is how it's amazing he doesn't you, want to do it he doesn't understand old son to fix the toilet that's right what does he charge because my uh, the deer to he, toilet look, training look, is hey <laughs> he charges eleven dollars so <laughs> but potty but training saying, is a lot different in a lot of in other the house, yeah. but, but, but look at this this He's, kid he shit all over the carpet but he <laughs> can do the plumbing like that <laughs> but look this kid now fixes the toilet every time it breaks and what is he? he's like oh it's amazing i can do it so easy i'm like that's what life is that's growth that's 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 what the joy of learning is i'm just trying to instill that like everything about life is growing and learning and evolving and you've got to just put a flag in the ground of what that is and then learn to Sounds do it like so much work do you do a ted talks i don't i don't <laughs> this I don't. is a ted talk I know, yeah i mean it's really it doesn't it's, sound it's, like work it sounds like it sounds like work no what he's saying you say it sounds so it's obvious effortless. it's but it, and it's right in front of us and everybody yeah. has those opportunities it's just not how we're wired 
Right. It's actually how we're wired, but we don't look at how to design our systems. What did your parents do? What did they do? uh, My dad sold suits and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My mother told me, like, you can't ever, you shouldn't be a pro skateboarder. You got to go to college. You can't squit. Look, I'm worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay. My mother said to me three days ago, she listened to a podcast where I said that I quit high school. And she's like, you, I don't know why you keep saying that. Everyone's going to think you're a loser. They're going to think you're a loser skater. And I'm like, that ship has sailed. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, they're not, they're more like, man, he didn't even finish high school and look at all that he's doing. They're not like concerned. She still in her mind is like embarrassed that she let me leave high school at 16 years old. Even with all the success. All of the 30 years later. You know what I mean? Do you regret that now? I mean, you're not encouraging He's got hundreds of millions of dollars. He just told you how happy he is. But but you're not endorsing people not, finish high school yeah look I, I i'm endorsing i think that he's endorsing people living the dream that he is living if you have a passion for something live. and it's not about quitting see it's not about quitting he didn't quit he moved on to something else it's not like i just that's the negative that's, that's really i don't want to i don't want to go to school okay you don't want to go what do you want to do you can't just say i don't want to go to school yeah and it wasn't that i had turned pro, became a professional skateboarder at 16 and went to europe oh, for the world championships so and got fourth in like the, back on the world championships say. well also keep in mind in that year i did uh make uh for the year 842 dollars and i sold one signature board in december of 1991 so my salary for that month was two dollars <laughs> you know, so a pro skateboarder you know in 1991 was not nearly as, we as were lucrative talking, as it is today. Uh, Jackie and I were talking yesterday, and Jackie was a teacher for 10 years mm. and taught in elementary school. And I said that our education system is fucked because, big time, big time th- there's no, um, I think it's a way, I think life is too short. And I think to spend 18 or 20 years in school, I'll just say it in our system that we have now is a waste of fucking time because once you learn to read and once you learn to write and once you learn to uh, add and subtract, that gives you the tools to make a decision about what you're passionate about. You know, that that's, they're not teaching you anything or they're not giving you the information. Like when you're learning calculus, you go, what the fuck do I do with this? Yep. Or you're learning something about history. You go, how do I, if you're passionate about history and you want to learn that, I think we should be able to make the choices earlier than they allow you to. Like, they don't teach anybody yeah. economy. Yeah, and look, I, I think there's all that fundamental stuff that you get no fundamental skills when you pop out of there. But but the beauty of school is, is it's systematic evolution, right? Like, you actually are living inside this beautiful framework where you get to grow year over year and evolve inside a system, right? So the way that school is set up, it's actually this beautiful framework for you to evolve inside and grow and learn. It's just what's taught inside that system is is antiquated for the time right it was back then it was really just get a nice general knowledge base you're just learning to be structured and and go through testing systems that basically got you ready for the work the workforce, right? And as we've evolved into being able to, what opportunity presents itself at this day and age is so different that what school, that same system needs to actually teach you life skills. Right. And it's like, you know, I, I, you know, I got to, you know, go through the process of putting my children in uh, private schools right now. I got to go through, had to write a whole thing this morning about, uh, you know, my, my application for my kids and had to write all this story, you know, and all this. But when I went and toured these schools, they have, 
the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset in kindergarten. And to me, like just that mentality to my my five-year-old of like, here's the difference of always growing and evolving versus being fixed. Because I grew up in a fixed mindset household, went to a fixed mindset school, raised by fixed mindset parents around fixed mindset family that all told me everything that I ever wanted to do wasn't possible. And, I, and if I wanted to achieve, I'd have to go to college to get a little bit better job than getting a job right out of high school, right? Have you so, ever made a stupid purchase, a purchase you regret? Well, I do own a time machine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, it's, you know, I don't know if I regret it. The guy who sold it to me eventually went on to say that I was an alien. When I tried to ask him, I couldn't get back to 1952. He said, you're an alien. I know you. You're an alien. Oh, so he said you fucked up? Yeah. Did you really buy a time machine? I did, yeah. Tell me how that was sold to There's a gentleman by the name of Art Bell. He had a a talk radio show. I know that guy. And so I would listen to it all the time. And there was a guest, the great Stephen Gibbs. And he had created the hyperdimensional resonator, which was a time machine. And he was talking through the entire process of what it's like to go through time and all these different things. And mm-hmm. and and I was like, this is fascinating. So he was talking about getting the time machine catalog. I was going to order the catalog. <laughs> and then at the very end of the show, I wrote down the address. And then when at the very end of the show, it was like, how much is it? It was $375. And so I FedExed <laughs> him a check. I'm like, I need one. And, 375 for a time yeah. machine? Oh, and it That's showed up. Place. And it's like, you, you know put, why? Because he built it probably in the 18th hundreds that's like five yeah, million dollars yeah, it's yeah. inflation yeah and look and it, it he in in our first conversation was amazing he was like okay a couple things i gotta warn you about if you clean your garage you might come back and it's dirty again stuff like that maybe oh, someone you knew in the past died and i'm like this you know me and him talk so casually about time travel after i got it right that i'm was freaked out a little bit like damn I don't I don't know if I'm ready to travel through time you know and I you know of course I asked what do you think like could you go back and get lottery numbers he's like oh when you go through the zero vector point and yeah. you go through God, I was gonna say you're that. never gonna want number. You're you're never gonna want anything material ever again. Then I was really freaked out, right? right? And um, you know, you know I laid I, it on my I, chest. I, wait, wait, to I want to hear travel that. through time, and I just passed out. Uh, so I don't did know. You, it did, could be, look this amazing life that I have right now <laughs> at the Howie Mandel does does stuff show with the kids and friends. Like this could be time travel. <laughs> did you get in the machine? No, it's you just it's literally like a box that you sit on the side and you put wa- like a phone cord around your head and you put like a magnet on your chest. How did you know and you weren't going to get out? zapped? Lo- like I, look, I was young. Did I you pass out? Did you pass out? I did. I was drunk though when I did the tried to do the first one. You know he, what I mean? He just came up with a new name for your show. What's that? Howie Mandel does stuff with kids and friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That sounds like uh, something you can get arrested. Yeah, for. never mind. You know, I bought yeah. uh, I bought twenty four hundred square feet once. Yeah, and and I regret it because it's so hard to find shoes. Okay, guys, I got to go finish go. Uh, shooting you television. Are, you are so fascinating, and you're a wonderful guy. I, I will give you, uh, when you leave here, I want to give you my number. I would love you to call me, and I would love to, just even off air, just, yeah. uh, you know. Dad, he already to- has pr- his percentages worked out. He doesn't have time for you. Oh, yeah, didn't I? Can <laughs> I fit into the- Hey, we could, we, could, we could squeeze in a .005%. Okay. <laughs> All right. You are the best, buddy. I love your shows. I love what you do. But from today, I love your philosophy and I love your lifestyle and I love you. Have you written a book? I'm in the middle of writing a book. 
I'm going to buy the book. The machine I'm, mindset of systematic, systematically fusing art, science, and magic to live an amazing wow. life. That's the <laughs> That's title? That's the title? Yeah. yeah. How big is the cover? <laughs> you, better, <laughs> you better find a little font. How big yeah. is the cover? Anyway, you're the best. Go back to do TV. Thank you for being a good sport. Thank you. You're amazing. If you ever need me for anything, just come down the street, yeah. knock on the door, and this, I'll show this up. Is way too, it's too sketchy down here. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. It's, yeah, we're in Van Nuys, California, the porn hub of the world. This oh, is it. I didn't Smell, know it smells sketchy in here. It's Does not, it? Oh, yeah. that's that's Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just Thanks, sketched. Buddy. All right. So we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Booyah! Just, uh, wow. That was amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, I forgot to ask him about Spooky Johnson. I know, but it truly was uh, amazing. He really, he is, really amazing. is amazing. And he is so much more, uh, most people just know him from the show, but he really is so much more than that. I love his philosophy. I cannot wait. I'm really going to figure out how to get in contact with him, call him, and see I if actually I can. agree with all of his stuff he said about education, even though as a teacher for 10 years, you know, I talked to you about that. I think the education system is flawed and it's yeah. up to educators. I use the F word too, but mine wasn't yeah. flawed. Right. Yeah. 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 But you know what I did see? Did you see Elon Musk talk about how he started his own school for his kids because the education system is so flawed? So that I did not see that, but there's also a Tesla deal dealership down the street. Should we walk to the Tesla <laughs> dealership and see if we can get Elon to come in? He won't be there. No, but you know he the, said that? that he started his own school for his kids because the education system right now has kids like kind of in a box and they teach to their grade level or their age as opposed to their aptitude, abilities, and their interests. So his school has you learning based on your abilities and interests rather than you're in first grade, you learn this now. You're in second grade, you learn this now. So if someone is interested in mechanics, then they hone in on that and teach around- How to fix your toilet. Right, right exactly, same thing, which he, I think is really But can I ask cool. you something? That what? sounds good, I'm asking you as a teacher. Okay. So that sounds like exactly what you and I talk about mm -hmm. off camera, because I'm saying like even normal math now doesn't really apply. Why don't kids learn about coding? Why don't kids learn about, but how can you individualize? Like how can you get the staff or the, like right now there's, Pro, like every kid, assuming you're not homeschooling, mm -hmm. you know, it works out that there's going to be 20 to 30 kids in a class. How can you find each individual passion or acumen and teach to the that? The cream will always rise to the top, especially with kids. I think that kids will show their abilities, you know. But everybody has a different ability. How do you have the But the cream shouldn't rise to the top because only that means like your teeth. It's the kids that can fit in that box that are now. That being, is the problem. You know, yeah. we're all this standardized testing is stupid because maybe the cream. Look at what he is an is, exception, as are you. Figured out, are, but, but what I'm saying is he figured out how to make hundreds of millions of dollars. He doesn't have a GED. Either do I. The point is there are people that did great in math. There are people that were the A students. There are the people that did the, the special classes and they don't have hundreds of millions of dollars. They don't have a job. They don't know how to. So that cream of that class doesn't necessarily replicate what happens in life. But can you answer my question? What? How, how do you do that? I think this education system is set up so that it's very, very, very difficult to do that. But as an 
educator. You have a set of standards that you're supposed to teach to, but if you can make it so that you find ways to teach smaller groups within your class, which is what I try to do and is really, really, really difficult. So you're teaching based on their abilities and what their interests are, and you teach those standards with those interests and ability levels, then you should be able to do it. Mm. Like my classroom was always set up where I very, very, very rarely taught to a whole set of students, like a whole class. Impressive. They were broken up into groups of maybe four. Mm -hmm. And so while they were doing- You miss it? You miss yeah. teaching? Yeah. yeah. While they were doing individual centers, I was working with a group of four and they would always rotate and we were always learning Let something different. This. If doctors are so fucking smart, why do they have to go to school for like a hundred years? Well, they're learning a specific set of skills. Yeah. And if they're so smart, <laughs> Are they smart? Some doctors aren't that smart. I think so. Just because of your, you, you realize that your, uh, whatever you do for a living doesn't make you smart. I think there's no. some really dumb people who are doctors. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> Good conversation. <laughs> I don't know, but I agree with what Elon Musk is trying to do. And I feel like the education should somewhat be able to replicate that. I don't think they ever will. I don't think it's not going to happen. Now we are uh, to th this system moves too slow. It really does. And he said it best, Rob, it's antiquated. It really is. They are learning, you know, how to keep the ham out of the burlap. Well, and they need to move on from that. You know, listen, I, I, I discovered <laughs> recently call back from I, the beginning. I, no, of I the, just, yeah. Do you remember clicked, that before yeah. Rob was here? I, I recently <laughs> discovered that I can hear the voices in, in other people's heads. Did you rise to the top in school? No. No. <laughs> I, was, I was a shit disturber from day one. Yeah. That's all I was. Yeah. I don't recall ever studying, ever. I don't recall ever studying, and I never failed. Aside from being able to read road signs yes. and figure out uh, how to pay your taxes, what from the regular public school system do you use in a day-to-day? -day... Well, there's certain habits. For example, you're not a reader. You don't like reading necessarily. I, I, this I, morning on the way here, I saw the stop sign four times. I saw a different. Oh. I read them all from beginning That's to amazing. end. Yield. I saw yield. It makes you want to write. For example, I just finished writing. I started my diary yesterday, and I and I finished today. I finished it and it's complete. That's it. I'm if done. you finished a diary in one day, that's yeah. not a diary. That's a diarrhea. <laughs> it just floated out of you so fast and so fluidly. But I read, you know, I read, I think reading is something that is a habit that I got from going to What are you reading school. right now? I haven't read a book in a long time. That means so you had teachers that were good teachers that instilled a love of learning. But, but I'm saying that that, that was a, a wonderful you, way of, of expanding your horizons by reading. You just said it best. Uh, as my experience, yeah. and I don't think anybody was enjoying anything that they were teaching me. Yeah. It looked like that everybody that was in the front of the class had this fucking job and couldn't wait till 3.30 to get Is home. Is that what it felt like to you, really? you felt like they were really, you know, we talked about it. The best kind of teaching is what we call experiential teaching. If you're going to teach me math, if you're going to teach me two plus two, then let's, they had in a, a school that we were looking for, for Jackie, the, what does that even mean to somebody? So you teach them a little, you give them a little store, you know, and they're mm. going to buy some gum and it costs you five pennies to buy the okay, gum. So and if somebody else wants the gum, 
then they got to give you seven pennies. And now you have, it's the five plus the two. It means something. Right. And then you know how that goes. How many people earn a living and have come up to me? I'm older now, so there's not so many, but when we were of the age and they go, I want to buy a house. What can I afford? How can I, how do you not know what you can afford? Because they don't teach us economics. They don't teach us mortgages. They don't right. teach us percentages. No, or don't. even if you learn a percentage, it, it doesn't apply to My anything. My favorite percentage is nine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> not 11? Nine. Oh. No, if you're going to make fun, if you're going to make a joke about 11, you start at nine. Oh. Work your what way What are you up. sharing, Alex? You just showed Kyle something. I'm, I'm being distracted in the back. What did you just share with Kyle? Nothing. Just keep working. Alex is one of those people too, just like you, that didn't do well in school and is one of the smartest people. No, he did well in school. What was amazing about Alex, what was amazing about your brother, is he he actually spoke to what Rob was speaking about. He figured out how to fuck with the system and make it best for him. Oh my gosh. And the best, what? His, can we talk about his assignment where like, his food where you right, had- that's exactly what yeah. i was going to talk about so they were given <laughs> i i don't know if it was in science or whatever whatever the project alex am, are we correct the project was for a week they had to uh mark down their intake you know <laughs> how much protein how mm -hmm. much this and that and how much energy they felt and what it made them feel like and add the calories up to see whether they were going to have i think it was in a health project you right. know and so everybody, and then they were going to give at the end of the week an oral presentation and with graphs and everything and show what they were going to do. And every kid had at least seven to 10 pages worth of stuff because they had every meal they marked down, they figured out the caloric intake, they figured out how much of it was protein, mm -hmm. how much of it was carbohydrates, how much of it, like wow. a huge pro. And each kid would do that. And if I had more carbs in the morning, I had energy and then I would drop off in the afternoon because I took too much sugar. And and then it would it, and everybody came up and they talked and it was this scientific dissertation by all wow. these kids and then they said, Alex Mandel, it is your turn to present your project, and he said thank you, and he comes up <laughs> and he goes, I'll be honest, I uh, I fasted all week <laughs> and there's no intake and I feel terrible. Thank you. And he got an A. <laughs> he got an A. a. The teacher, the teacher called us. The teacher called us and said, Genius. "It was so fucking creative. How could I not? How could I not reward this kid for this?" And it was always that way. They would on parents' night. It was uh, a combination of embarrassing and joyous. Chip because, off the old block. Because they would tell us every time these stories about what he did and how he got away with shit. So he figured out how to use, you know, that's something that Rob was talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a system and you got to figure out how to flourish in that system. And the other thing that we were talking about, and we were talking about Alex, this is another thing. Uh, my, he is brilliant in math. You know, you know that about your brother? No, I'm the one that's brilliant in math. No, you're the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you can't say anything nice about any of the siblings. I without wrote the whole program at the school that i worked at no you did i'm really yeah. good at math you're, the, you're, you're the really best. good you're really <laughs> good at math. Child yeah, yes i love you, I lo you. <laughs> okay anyway no but here was the problem for whatever reason he has this ability that if you give him a problem a math problem he can tell you the answer wow. and it's the way his mind works here's what the problem was they would say at school show your work how did you get to that? You uh, have to do that. You have yeah. to divide by two. You you carry this one right. over to the other side. 
He never showed it. There was no work. Right. He just knew, he knew it. it. If you ask him the question, he knows the answer. Yeah. He would get marked down for not showing his work. Right. And he would say, but dad, if I got it right and I know what it is, and I can't even explain to you how I know what it is, what is the... What is the Why benefit? is that wrong? Why is that wrong? If I because you're not fitting into the system. Yeah, but but I think that at certain points, fitting into the system, uh, trying to fit into the system, even if you're above the system, is a discipline that may come in handy in life. That's true too, because you at some point have to figure out. How, you can't just go on your own and do your own thing. You have to somehow figure out how to have a ball. I mean. You've worked for networks and yeah. have a boss and You're stuff, right. and you had to you figure have to out learn how, how to, work to within that system. You're right. In that box. So there's but something you know, to be said for both I, of them. So how do you do? Well, Alex has done fine. He's doing great. Let me just tell you this: I went and saw a band the other night. <laughs> mm -hmm. Fucking amazing. They were called. Uh, they were called Margin of Error. I might be off a little bit on the title, but they were amazing. So back to what you were talking about about that project, though, in health class. I'll just say, like, as a young girl, like, that really fucked me up. <laughs> what do you because, mean? Because um, we had to do that, like, in middle school, I think. And I was, like, an athlete, volleyball player at the time. And we had to, like, do what Alex did and everything and, like, do our intakes. And then I realized, like, I'm consuming 2,500 calories a day, the same as the football player next to me. And so, like, I don't know. Like, it, I talked to my volleyball coach about this and everything else. Like, it was kind of one of those things where, like, as a young girl, like I didn't want to know that I was consuming as much as him. Do you think that they'll still they still have those kind of? I mean, there's a lot more awareness now around yeah. eating disorders mm -hmm. and mental health. There's concerning. too much awareness for too many things right now. Well, again, <laughs> yeah, but concerning like that's why ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I know. That, that's your line. Yeah, I know. Just do that but line. Ignorance. Uh, I don't know what that means, Howie, but I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure they don't do that anymore. I'm sure at Ooh. your school you went to, they don't even do that project anymore. For yeah, that. I don't you know, know, but that's also uh, we have uh, we talk about that a lot uh, in our, in our home. You know, having uh, two daughters and and a son. And my my wife uh, will openly tell you that as a teenager she had an eating disorder, and which I don't think goes away though she manages it uh, right now. I have no idea. What? I had no idea. I tried to tell you, you just yeah, don't listen. I wouldn't listen. I would not listen. <laughs> You're a bad listener. <laughs> but but uh, it's just because that, again, is like school. You know, the system. You, when you're in the system and the system, whether the system is what you should be looking like, what shape everybody should be, what mm -hmm. is considered what should be good, there is no system. We're all individual. You know, I did, yeah, uh, I did uh, Rick Glassman's uh, Take Your Shoes Off. I, I, I recorded it yesterday. And we did were you talking talk about, about me? Did no, you? but it was so weird to be with him without any interruption. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time it was just him it was just him and me and I just wasn't used to carry on a conversation <laughs> without some uh, weird comment in the middle. Which reminds me if I might say I just got a brand new pair of, of spurs and these ones they don't jingle jingle jangle like the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna die. Is that a laugh? Can you, I can't the imagine. The humor it. creeps up on me with Lou. Like it, like it slowly comes in. It's like confusion at first, and then oh. like it sinks in. And that's when you go to a club and you see Lou. That's what you hear. I mean, the audience will roar, but it's never like he finishes the sentence and there's a huge roar of laughter. He finishes the sentence and then it's like. Oh. <laughs> I look at my watch. <laughs> 
<laughs> ad infinitum per se pro bono carpe diem de facto etc example quid pro quo i'm just brushing up on my latin wait wait i want <laughs> i wanted to hear about your take your shoes off stuff what were you saying that we talked about, and this is answering Caroline's question, you know, like he was talking about what he was looking at for in his career and how he found that, you know, it was really hard to fit into this thing and how he wanted to perfect his comedy to get on a Netflix, to get a Netflix special and things like that. And I, I said, like, whether it's your career, whether it's your body, whether it's your looks, whether it's your, you know, we all look to other people. This is what you have to do. This is what you got. And each one of us needs to celebrate our originality, even in our art, in our bodies, in our looks. And until we respect who we are ourselves, like we don't give ourselves self-respect because you look at somebody else and you go, oh, I don't look like her. I don't or, look like a lot of women you know what's weird yeah. you do oh. <laughs> <laughs> you do and that's why, that that's uh probably why my son is still single <laughs> oh dad what is that a bad thing to say oh. no no he no. says no Lou says no, no. Lou says no. Yeah. but no. Lou and he's the gauge what's appropriate you know, and what's uh, not no, but there's nothing wrong with looking like a, a woman that looks no, like Lou. If you if you're a woman that looks like me, you should be the happiest woman on the planet. Why? <laughs> because you look like me. And I don't want to brag, but one time I counted my chickens before they hatched, and I was only off by two. So how many did you have? Two more than than he counted. Yes. He doesn't remember the eleven exact instead of nine. It was about fourteen this time. Oh. Okay. It's hard to count before the hatch because they're hiding in the shell. You, you got to make an estimation, guesstimation. Yeah, but my point is, on on a serious note, is if you are different, if you are a different shape, if you think of things differently, that is the goal. You don't want to be like anybody else. People who are like, as Bill Burr said, he used a he. I don't know that he coined the phrase, but he said it uh, last week. Sheeple. I said it first. <laughs> Yeah, Sheeple's been around for a while. Bill Burr may be a genius, but Sheeple is not I his line. I said it first. Right, Jeremy? Jeremy edits it. I said it first. <laughs> Bill Burr loves me. You said, you said it before. I then, said it before, but, and then he did Sheeple with quotes, but I didn't come up with it. A lot of people say that. I left with a one. Well, everybody says it because you're all Sheeple. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. So, but, but the point being is that we have to learn to, we have to learn self-respect. And and we would be healthy, happy people, healthy, happy people. Do you, Caroline? Does that ring a bell? Does that sound I, correct? No, I agree completely. Do, and do I you think that, think he that he can't hear me. Lou has no idea. Themselves. This is why it was so hard to sit out there too why? behind the glass because Lou he doesn't wear he- headphones, so he can't hear when. I don't want to mess up my hair, but do I you know, honestly, but Caroline, what's that talking? Doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Do you honestly feel that people, <laughs> as they grow up, are not who they are? I, I, I don't I, think that's what I said, but no, uh, I you, think everybody is who they no, are. No, no, well, I don't. And you know what? They are also where they are. <laughs> when and, they're there. <laughs> and when they leave, they're gone. I don't understand the question. You, you're, I thought you said, I thought you said that if everybody would just be original, right? No, be, respect their originality. Right. Nobody is like anybody else. But I, are you, you're saying they're, they're so self-conscious of trying to be like somebody else. Ah, 
Or like they believe society thinks they would have. I think have to. at certain ages there's peer pressure, and we all try to be like. There's the always cool, peer pressure. Cool people. No. Rick well, Glassman said that too. Like he looks at himself and he's like, "Oh, I don't want. I want people to be like, oh, he's easy. Like you know when he looks back on himself. Yeah, right. And he was talking about how he wants to be perceived as like easygoing and easy to talk to. And Why are you worried about everybody's perception? It's your own perception of yourself. If you're comfortable in your own shoes, and nobody is, because. Media, whether it be social media, television, film, projects. You know, it's really funny because if you if you look up at you who has taken us back three centuries today, <laughs> um, but if you if you look in the nineteen twenties or the nineteen and you go sexy women of the twenties, yes, they don't look like anybody that you would maybe consider sexy today. No, right. So you had a few so breaks. that society is drifting and changing and telling people what is sexy. But you know, what's sexy to one person may not be sexy to another person. And maybe even being sexy isn't even um, important. What I'm saying is you have to celebrate yourself all the time. And I think who you are and what you are and how you look is something. And if you don't have any respect for yourself, you'll have even less respect for others. So I think happiness and respect has to come from within. Okay. And on that note, I'd like to end this podcast because <laughs> that I think is a gem. I'm never going to top it. Beauty. It's fucking brilliant. Shiny. I love what I just said. I am actually going to end this uh, podcast now and I'm going to put in a review. I love what I just did. <laughs> I love who I am. And I'm going to subscribe again to myself. If you will not build a subscription, if you will not review it, I'm going to do it one review at a time. Do you agree with me? Yeah. No. Well, you can ask them also for a review and like a to subscribe and stuff I was you're just doing to, it yourself i was and i thought that was a perfect cue to end the show and she missed it <laughs> <laughs> caroline missed it <laughs> okay you can go now waiting for jackie but okay no, bye go ahead <laughs> is that good no that was very great. generous and both of you are very generous to allow me to I think that's a good episode. I do too.